0: Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host, the football grump, and with me as always is Mike, the Cranky Fan. We are coming off of one of the worst games I've ever attended.
1: Well, we came. We just came back from a reality check. I mean, that's what happens when, you know, the probably the best team in football plays a team that has a limited roster and is... Ravaged by injuries, you get an ass kicking, and uh, we both predicted pretty high scores and you know some garbage time scores at the end. But uh, yeah, that's the state of the union right now.
0: No, I'm gonna take this further. This was worse than what I expected. I mean, we we guessed a lower score, both of us, uh, and the Eagles had 21 points in the first quarter. Yeah, this yeah. was an this was a genuine ass whipping. All three stages of the Giants' game were bad. All three phases yeah. of the game. Um, I would say that they played worse than they should have. This is, and I would even say that Jalen Hurts, aside from him running the ball very well, wasn't even that good in this game. Yeah, uh, he kept throwing. Yeah. Okay, which one of us rewatched the game? Raise your hand. <laughs> I, okay, he threw a ton of balls into the dirt. I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that he played like shit. Do you even know how many how many yards he threw for in this game? If you had to guess.
1: Wasn't that it wasn't a super high number. It wasn't over three hundred.
0: It wasn't even close to three hundred.
1: Yeah. It was two seventeen. It's low. They also didn't how many attempts did he have?
0: Twenty one, I think. It's Go ahead. I'm was... waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Go ahead. Tell me that's good. Those are good numbers.
1: It doesn't it doesn't matter about numbers for in a game like that though. I mean he hit he had well wide he, open he guys that needed
0: to be open that's my there you go guys were wide open the running no, like game I was I said, right he there wasn't
1: good that's, i that's, didn't
0: that's say open. that i said it he did. was no i said he didn't play that well there was nothing about aside from him running the ball which was insane so, uh, on let's see seven carries for 77 yards that's very good but he didn't have to be very good 20, 21 mm-hmm. passes 21 of 31 for 217 yards he didn't have to be good he didn't have to make any tight window throws in fact, he really didn't. It
1: didn't um, need to.
0: Everybody was wide open. This was a collective <laughs> failure. Yeah. Um, guys were way more open than I expected in this game. Um,
1: it, well, I guess it, the the bigger question is going to be, you know, why and where does blame fall? In it? And I think we're seeing people. Everybody seems to be blaming everything except for really what the real reason is. What's wrong with this team right now? It's just simple. Well, there, wait, wait, conduct. wait.
0: There is, there is a reason they lost this game and that there was a very slim chance they were ever going to win. And there is a reason they got their ass kicked. There are different things to me. Mm-hmm. This team, we predicted this. Look, I'm a realist. I went into this game feeling dreary. I hadn't. I, I knew what this was going to be. This was worse than what I knew it was going to be. It's, it was not even close. I mean, it's seven sacks in this game. That's terrible.
1: That's yeah. terrible. How many of them were in that final drive when it was only like
0: two? Back? I think Tyrod Taylor was only sacked once.
1: I think he was sacked two or three times.
0: I think he was only in for two drives. So, not looking.
1: But still, the, the point taken though that you know the, the tone of this game was set very very early on. We it was. knew we said it walking into the stadium that we're going to know really mm-hmm. quickly if this game has any chance to be competitive and a possible eking out a win, or this is going to be a blowout. And we both looked at each other really early and said, this is going to be a blowout. Yeah,
0: this sucks. Yeah. So I I want to keep two different con- discussions going here. There is a reason the Giants were not competitive in this game, and there's also a reason that they sucked out loud. They're not the same thing. Because we, we did this prediction based on the players who we knew were going to play, and the guys who were there. But we can talk about that. We should talk about that, because this was not... This should not have been a reality check for Giants fans, you know, in any way. Like there, there was, there was, what did we, what did we think this was going to be? 31 to 13? That's not a close game. Mm. We knew they were going to get, we, they, they were going to lose very handily. Yeah. Um, 48 to 22 is just pathetic. It's just not even competitive. It's, it's. It was exactly what you expect—a twenty-four to seven halftime score, or whatever. Maybe it was twenty-four-four. No, it was twenty-four-seven. Twenty-four-seven. Yeah, right. Um, and it was all three phases. Special teams was the worst it's ever looked. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but so we can let's let's start with. Um, now actually, let's keep it going. Let's let's get the why. In what ways they were absolutely unwatchable? Out of the way, and we can get into why this was you know, always going to be a loss anyway. Um, special teams, the the calls for Thomas McGahee to be fired or not retained or whatever have been going on for years. Special teams have not been a point of strength for this team. Uh, I would say, I don't know, when was the last time you felt like the special teams were a point of strength? Not even under judge, I can tell you that.
1: Probably close to a decade, almost. Yeah, closer to the Coughlin days, right? Mm -hmm.
0: And even even during the Coughlin days, this team never really had a dynamic returner. Even I mean, we we can.
1: When we talk about special teams, we're not talking about well having a really good kicker or a really good punter. We're talking about a
0: team, a special team.
1: Return, you know, blocking, punt coverage, gunners, all of those type of things. Containment—that's the stuff that's really just been systemic for a very long time.
0: And, and there was brief moments of Dominic Hickson being almost, you know, above average. He really wasn't—he He's he has some highlight-level returns, but Dominic Hickson as a returner was, I would say, just barely above average. Maybe Dwayne Harris had some moments, but again, that's a guy that we gave a big contract to. Well,
1: let, let me ask you something, Grub. Yeah. What—how much of it do you put on just bad special teams coaching as opposed to, you know— poor talent out there I mean, ta- well the poor
0: talent excuses it can't go back forever because in 2016 they were like a four loss team
1: no, that's what I'm asking I
0: mean, yeah yeah. I mean I, I do think that there is some level of that and, and this year and I would say like the last three years is a good time to be like look this is a clearly rebuilding team that is moving pieces around um, and that means that the depth is not there and therefore special teams is going to suffer and uh, yesterday was probably the worst special teams has looked i that I've ever seen a Giants team look in yeah. one day. They yeah. were pathetic. I mean, the and I'm not even talking about the dropped punt, the dropped like uh, that. Jamie Gillen just sort of let go of the ball before he was ready to kick it and kicked it off the bounce. That, just that that's just sort of like the rain or whatever. And quite yeah. frankly, Matt Dodge dropped the snap at one point in 2008 mm-hmm. or nine or whenever that was 2010. Um, it was everything. I mean, they scored their second touchdown. It almost looked like we might maybe have a game. It was 27-14, and the ensuing kickoff goes like 65 yards the other direction. And it wasn't the only time. I mean, almost every return, there was a missed tackle that could have been a huge gain or was a huge gain. It was pathetic all around on special teams. Um, The defense, I mean... The defense was kind of what you'd expect, right? I mean, they were able to generate pressure at times, but other times stonewalled, and they couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't cover anybody. So any time that they didn't generate pressure was a positive game for the Eagles unless Jalen Hurts was throwing it at somebody's feet.
1: The only chance that we had in this game was to get off the field, and we were absolutely awful on third down. Oh, pathetic. The first drive of the game was a 14-play drive that took up eight
0: minutes. Um, right now, the defense is clearly ahead of the offense in terms of talent and execution, and they were bad yesterday.
1: Yeah. They, they were, were. The Eagles were six of eleven on third down. I'm willing to bet you know some of those stops are happening after we had long left the stadium.
0: <laughs> and one of them was a, at least one of them went to fourth down that they converted. And they
1: converted. That's right. They're one of one. So really, they were, you know, seven of
0: eleven. if Seven, seven 11. of eleven. You Pretty look much. Look at
1: it that way. Oh, by the way, uh, just to, to follow up, uh, Taylor was sacked three times. Three, it was
0: three times, yes. I did yeah. look it up. Yeah. Um, th- th- this <sighs> the- Defensively, there were moments that they were okay with generating pressure. Um, and I will I will give kudos to where it belongs. I think Azizo Ojolari showed up to play today, or yesterday. I think Kayvon Thibodeau, to a certain extent, showed up to play. They're really the only guys that stood out on defense at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody else really made a play. A couple things here and there. Maybe Micah McFadden had a play in the backfield. Uh, Jalen Smith covering Devonta Smith, which is something that should never happen. (laughs) A couple of moments like that. But for the most part, nobody really stood up as having an individual effort, except for Aziz Ojalary. A little bit of Kayvon Thibodeau as
1: well. What do you Um, feel was missed more in this game? Leonard Williams or Dory Jackson?
0: Dory Jackson, without question.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I understand the running game stats, et cetera. Um, quite frankly, the running game has not been a good defensive part of this team. You know, it, it hasn't been a strength. I've argued that it's been better than the numbers, and I still stand by that, but it's slowly gotten worse. And it started when Nick Williams went out for the year. Mm-hmm. And now, without Leonard Williams as well, I mean, we, there was at one point we had Henry Mondo and Justin Ellis were our two defensive tackles. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act surprised when I see that Miles Sanders has 150 yards on the on the ground on this game. Mm-hmm. I just can't, I can't act surprised when I see stuff like that. I thought, offensively, we looked, um, we looked worse than usual. I would say that both tackles had bad games. Andrew Thomas, this was an uncharacteristically bad game for him. Um, Evan Neal did not look particularly good. But this is also a game that I don't think Evan Neal is going to do well in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think early on, he's going to struggle against speed rushers. And right now, with Robert Quinn and Derek Barnett out on IR for the Eagles, really the only thing they have is a speed rush from Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. Uh, Brandon Graham is like, you know, the... The, the guy who's going to generate a little bit more power, some savvy, some moves, whatever. But he's, what is he, like 33, 34 now? I mean, he's kind of on the waning years the of his career. On the backside. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but both tackles had a bad game. The interior had their usual garbage game. Um, Saquon Barkley continues to look like who? I, I mean...
1: Somebody looks like he's banged up or old or not himself.
0: Or just in just again with this like the up the middle stuff with Barkley is just not there. Do you take anything out of the second drive of the game Gary Brightwell was getting carries up the middle, Uh, or is that just Barkley being hurt?
1: I think it was Barkley just being hurt. I think I think they know what his health situation is. I think they're trying to conserve him for as much as they could in this game. So that was my initial thought as soon as I saw him out there. I think I even mentioned it to you. It's like. They're going to do some more rotation than we're normally used to seeing.
0: Uh, I mean, they also gave up on the running game pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, had to. Yeah, yeah. I would say that Jones showed up to play. I, um, you know, live watching the game, I thought he was just kind of whatever. Rewatching the game, man, this dude's out there playing with nothing. I, I, but it, I don't want to get into the whole like. You know, should we extend him? Should we not? Is he worth it? Is he fantastic? Like, when we talk about this game, because...
1: Of course not. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, first of all, never take one game and then have that conversation. But, I mean, seriously, at one point, he threw open Isaiah Hodgins for a touchdown who was being guarded by Darius Slay. Just by mm-hmm. extending the play with his legs, the, the play was to Daniel Bellinger, and the Eagles sniffed it out entirely. He just kept running to the sideline, and he threw Isaiah Hodgins open on their best corner. Um, he also outran Darius Slay on the outside, uh, baited him inside, ran around him. I, I thought Daniel Jones had some good pocket movement in this game. He really did the best he could, and this was a game I, that I thought, you know, with the rain and everything, this was the game I thought we were going to see Daniel Jones fumble three times.
1: Yeah, I, I also felt like he was more assertive in running, like he was making decisions quicker. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tuck it in and run, and it, and it showed. Yeah, uh,
0: I, um, I can't really say that anybody else stood out to me. Richie James played his usual, I guess, would you call him like a dependable? Like we pretty much get the same thing from him every week, right? Mm-hmm. Six or seven catches, maybe one drop, maybe two drops. He gets the most out of what he's given, but never anything crazy. Nothing
1: outstanding or nothing that's highlight worthy, just kind of.
0: Not a bunch of yak, but he yeah. gets a lot of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, Isaiah Hodgins getting a, touchdowns in this game is insane and silly. The fact that we're getting anything from him, I think, is more of a credit to Jones than Jones and the scheme. I'll say than it is for Hodgins himself. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the scheme, and that kind of that, that goes to coaching. And I wanted just to ask you: is as an overall for this game? This team got blown out because basically of the talent level not because of anything this coaching staff is not doing. Would you agree with that? I would agree
0: with that most of the way, but also I'm not going to take the onus off the players playing badly.
1: But yeah, okay, but that's fine. I mean, it, this was my point for this is, and this is my first fart I'm going to give. I'm going to give to members of the media who are starting to go with the narrative. Well, this is the coach's fault. I mean, Ian O'Connor, you know, he writes for The Post. The headline: Brian Dable failed to have the Giants ready to compete in in critical game. Patrina, you know we, we we love her, but they have to show a lot more grit. What? I don't understand. I, mean, I I just don't understand this thing. We're trying to squeeze water out of a rock. How is this the coach's fault and not having them ready to play? I mean, you could have the perfect game plan, the perfect everything. This talent level right now is just not competing with the Eagles. And if they're not executing, that's not on coaching either. So I don't know why all of a sudden we're starting to look at this is you know, the coach's fault or lack of, uh, you know, preparation or lack of motivation or any of these things. Why do you think that the media is starting to jump on this?
0: I think because it's too easy to say that they're too hurt or that they didn't belong in this game. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just the easier story to run. I, I think, um, I, I don't know, but it it seems silly to like. T- First of all, grit is a non quantifiable, yeah. silly thing that you can like. Like, it- grit is one of those things that you can see when it's there, but you can't see when it's not there. Does that make yeah. sense? Like yeah. when you when you see a guy. Like like a one of those Beast Quake runs where Marshawn Lunch outruns eleven defenders and breaks twenty five tackles and mm-hmm. scores a touchdown, you can see grit, but you can't you can't see a lack of grit really. I mean, like it just doesn't work that way. You
1: can see a lack of effort. You could see business decisions being made. Yeah, but, but that's, that's not what grit. we saw. Of course
0: not. No, way. No. No, no, no. This is it's, this is silliness. Uh, this is a team that was going to lose fully healthy and coming into this game very not healthy
1: well that's actually another question I was going to have for you Grump and I have it written down here is if this team is game 3 healthy or game 2 healthy how much of the gap really is there between us and Philly I don't think
0: well I think from a talent perspective they're certainly uh leaps and bounds ahead but I think I think their defensive coordinator may not be that smart um there, I think there's a reason that they lost to Washington and that they were in tough – I don't think that this is a – and I don't want to get into the – like they're the worst 12-1 and team I've ever seen. But really, they are not – this is not a team where I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like the 85 Bears with the 2007 Patriots combined. They're not that. Like I said, we had Jalen Hurts throwing at guys' feet. Darius Slayton was running through secondary, like, Swiss cheese at certain points, but we just couldn't block long enough to do anything about it. Um,
1: they're a very solid team. They're not a great team. They are they're a very
0: solid team. And, and I think the advantage the Giants do have is in coaching. I think they have better coaches. So it's ironic that that's the the media story <laughs> that they're running. Not, not that I'm well, taking anything away from their offensive side of the ball, but defensively, I don't think their coach is all that smart.
1: And remember, I was on that uh, – that Eagles podcast last week that, um, Philly,
0: uh, Philly, Hogs Philly Mongo, Philly Mongo. And that's he was
1: saying how much that the, um, you know, the Philly fan base dislikes the defensive coordinator and they're complaining all the time. And I was like, they should. Yeah. I, I I mean,
0: this is a very rough situation for the giants to be in, to be this banged up at this stretch of the schedule. Um,
1: Especially when they made decisions before the season started to get rid of might be more talent for the sake of the long term of this team. Well, okay, so here's where here's
0: where blame can be passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, whether whether they knew what they knew at whatever time, regardless, whatever happened with Blake Martinez was a sunk waste of money. Right. It, it, it was sunk. And in that transaction, they held on to a guy that they ultimately ditched They re signed or restructured the deal of a guy that they ultimately ditched before the season started on the brink of the season starting, but shipped off the guy they clearly wished that they could keep around in James Bradbury. They also uh, decided to keep Sterling Shepard in this wide receiver group, which, by the way, does need help. And Sterling Shepard certainly took a hometown deal, whatever, and he's a hometown guy, but. He's also gone after about three weeks.
1: Well, my thinking changed a bit because yesterday when we were on the train going home, I asked you, you know, you know, do you think this? Do you think this front office made a mistake by getting rid of these guys, knowing what we know now? But really, it's just like the plan never was this year to make the playoffs, so they were not working towards. True. They're not, they're not falling short because they're not executing what their game plan was for this year. I mean, they this team was fortunate enough to get ahead and wins early in the season but that was not the plan and again and they didn't chase that by you know squandering future draft picks or anything in trades you know to right but i'm not, i'm
0: but what i'm talking about was two guys that they did retain mm-hmm. not the guys that they ignored
1: no no I'm, I'm talking more big picture of just like the the plan for the, off, the I but I'm, I'm
0: hang with me here i'm sticking with your exact same thing the big yeah. picture they hung on to two guys that aren't contributing one they shipped off right before the season started, and the other one re his ACL about three, three, four weeks in. Right. Now, big picture or little picture moves they may have been, they were financial decisions that this team made that are not helping. And unlike the Kenny Galladay one, they were not hamstrung by to keeping both of these guys. Right. Um, that... All that aside, I'm not blaming the Philly loss on Joe Shane making misevaluations of an absolutely disgusting roster that he inherited. I'm no. just making no. mention of two spots that have been exposed repeatedly wide receiver, um, corner, inside linebacker. I mean, all of those positions suffered by those two moves.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it more of what the fans and the media now are looking at as now this is this team is crashing to earth and this is a major disappointment. Or some people think this is a choke, where I don't think this was ever was the plan in the first place to be in this position and we didn't prepare to be fighting for this position. So I think it's Yeah, but that's
0: like a Joe Shane level thing, not a Brian Dable level thing, don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I'm not putting any blame on I mean, none of us in this off season were like we the you know, the window is now, and we should be making the playoffs this year.
0: Absolutely we, correct. We have
1: outplayed, outcoached what the expectation was before, and we've outplayed now, coached what this roster has been.
0: One hundred percent, and so, I, I do think that the fast start has altered the thinking of the fan, and not necessarily the coaches or and the. Thank
1: thank God for that, but thank God that you know the front office is not the fans, and may have they might have made some decisions that. You know, may not have been in the best interest of getting this team back to where it needs to be for sustainable success.
0: Yeah, which is what the goal should always be. I think it was mm-hmm. Dan Schneier said it in a tweet, I want to say, either last week or two weeks ago, said that the goal should not be 2023 for Joe Shane. It should be 2027 and it should be every single year after that. Now, 2027 is a stretch for me. I would mm-hmm. say 2025 at at latest, to be honest. But, um but the point he's making isn't about getting success quickly you know a gm can do that you can buy lots of things and get success you can buy your way into the playoffs probably on the right year and you know, by sacrificing a bunch of stuff the year before and getting yourself ready, you can probably buy your way into the playoffs. But what you can't do is buy your way into sustained three, four year success. Look you at have the to Eagles build it that they, way.
1: Look at the Eagles that's you know, what was it, ten years ago when they tried to have all those free agency and that dream team they thought they had? No oh, yeah. It, it didn't work and it backfired and it sent them. That was twenty eleven actually. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, absolutely. Uh and and so That really should be Joe Shane's vision. But Brian Dable's vision is game to game, week to week, year to year. Mm -hmm. That's the coach's job. And so if I am going to throw anything at the coaches, it's fairly minor. Uh, I did bring it up a lot to make it seem like it's something bigger than it is. But I do have an issue with the coaches playing their guys instead of the best opportunity to win. I do believe that that is what happened with Darius Slayton. I think that they were out on Darius Slayton from the get-go, whether that meant don't let him get hurt so that we can trade him or we don't like this guy, he's not our guy, forget him. And he didn't play until there was nobody left. And lo and behold, he was starter worthy the whole time. Now, Rodarius Williams plays one game in Dallas because he has to. He gets a pick on C.D. Lamb and then gets benched last week. Now, maybe he gets benched again because he's being punished for complaining, which, by the way, pretty minor complaining on social media, but complaining nonetheless, okay? But you are actively sitting players that make plays at this point. And to me, when you activate somebody like Zion Gilbert, who is an undrafted free agent, um who did not even, as far as I can tell, get any meaningful practice reps since he was activated from the practice squad on Friday or Saturday. You, you, you're sitting a guy who's getting practice reps, who who in one game got you an interception. Yeah, You're sitting him for this other guy. Now, Zion Gilbert got a sack. Congratulations on a blitz. That's not really something I care about my corners doing, to be honest. No, no, no. It's not their job. And quite frankly, if, if a corner misses a free rush tackle, I'm going to hold it against him. So that's a <laughs> net zero is getting that sack. Right. Um, I'm going to hold that against the coaches because I think that it made games earlier in the year harder than they needed to be, which probably put more onus on Saquon Barkley than needed to be. Um, And, uh, you know, that's that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's a game that was lost that could have been won because of things like that, and we'll never know what decisions were made. But the fact that I that we have a fairly clear example of one and potentially a second example of another, I don't like it. I just don't like this kind of stuff. And, and quite frankly, you said it too. I know everybody's out on Kenny Galladay, but even when we're running three plays from within the five, we don't even yeah. have them out there to run a fade to make them think a, about it.
1: I was just about to add that because I turned to you and I'm like, you know, if we only had a, a really tall uh, receiver on this roster to run a fade in, this, in the red zone, that'd be great. Yeah. Um So, you know, whatever.
0: We, we, we're, we're talking about this but, like... But the,
1: the fortunate thing about this, though, is that the expectation, and probably sooner than later, is this roster will be their guys. And we won't have to yes. worry about playing favorites and black sheep on the roster anymore. That's going to go away. So... You know, we just have to get through this kind of brackish water of old regime, new regime, their guy, my guy.
0: Yeah. I just hope that it's not a bigger thing of ego. That's, you know, um, that's my my big fear is that it's ego-driven and nothing more. But And quite frankly, it's not evaluation-driven. You know, that's what frustrates me. When you look at Darius Slayton, like, I know that we can hem and haw over, you know, where he ranks on the wide receiver depth chart around the league, but— in the context of the players they have on the team, it wasn't that difficult to say that he belonged out there.
1: Sure, you're going to compare him to David Sills or some of these guys. Yeah, all these no fucking guys that we had it.
0: to sit there and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and and as I go through this game, and I look at the names of the the players that are playing here, and we can transition this into a bigger picture as why the last six weeks have sucked. Um, there's names that I think in two years on a trivia thing. We're never going to remember who these guys are. <laughs> I don't think we're going to remember who Isaiah Hodgins is. Richie James will be one of those. It's like, oh, yeah, Richie James. The guy with you the know? fumbles. Yeah, well.
1: He'll be remembered as.
0: Yeah, probably right. And also, you know, oh,
1: I said in the preseason, it reminded me a little bit of a Victor Cruz. So that might have been a, a, a fart on my point. I don't think so. I mean <laughs> – Victor Cruz had the
0: yak ability and the the it factor that he doesn't have, but everything else with his route running underneath and yeah. being small and shifty and stuff. He's not a bad player, but, you know, it, like I said, like the David Sills, even we're going to be like, oh, yeah, Jalen Smith was on this team. Do you remember that? Yeah. Tony Jefferson was on this team. You remember that? <laughs> I think, that, you know, this is what we're dealing with, and part of the reason we're dealing with that is because it's a rebuild. We're switching over coaches, whatever. The other part of it is that they are hurt. And it's a stupid, lame excuse thing to say, but it's, it's absolutely truth. true. It's, it's no coincidence to me that this running game started the year off very well. We were at training camp, and it was one of those things we were like, yo, I think they might be able to run the ball this year. Um, and then all of a sudden it fall, falls apart. Why? Well, Barkley's getting a bunch of carries, but also, oh, the interior of the O-line's getting hurt. Um, the passing game fell apart. When that happened? When Shep and Wandale got hurt? Okay. Uh, when did the secondary start sucking? Oh, when Adoree Jackson got hurt and Xavier McKinney got hurt. And uh, even Fabian Moreau had that oblique injury and is probably not playing at 100%. When yeah. did the pass rush finally show up? Oh, when Aziz Ojalari came back. How about that? It's yeah. no coincidence to me that these things all line up like that.
1: And also when Kayvon Thibodeau finally got healthy because he started off hurt too. He started so, off hurt too. I mean, how many snaps have we had this year where all four guys, Thibodeau... Ozolari, Dexter Lawrence, um, Leonard Williams have all played at the same time. Not many.
0: Very, very few. I mean,
1: um, 10% of the total snaps in this roster of the,
0: of the game this year? Maybe two games total. Yeah, not a lot. Because Leonard Williams didn't play a down in this game. He was inactive. Right. So, mm-hmm. And Aziz came back last week, right? Last week. And then I think he played three quarters of a game, or maybe a half of a game earlier this year, that they were yeah. all healthy for. So yeah, not even really. And when Williams
1: got hurt last week too, so she didn't, he didn't—he didn't play the whole game either. So correct. Yeah. So, so yeah. On paper, it sounds great having those four, but when you only have two of them at, at, at the same time, or even three, it's not the same as four.
0: Um. Man. This game was the this game was everything I didn't want it to be. I uh <laughs> this was a neutral site game in the in the rain and the snow and the cold can and this we, game was over in the first quarter. Can I we give mean, a
1: fart to giant fans? Also
0: for what? Yes, but for what?
1: There's no excuse. I don't care. I mean, it wasn't 7 degrees in a blizzard. We are playing the Eagles. We are playing, you know, we've been bitching and moaning and whining about not having meaningful games after Thanksgiving. You're playing, you know, arguably one of your two biggest rivals in a game that means something for you. And tons and tons of Eagle fans. In our own section, we had, you know, Eagle fans and empty seats. And it's just, you call yourself such a great fan base. You know, this is when you need to prove it, you know, like you said, you started this little segment by saying basically a neutral site game. It was. This game was not in the you know this was not a Super Bowl in Arizona, this is in our stadium, and, you know, what would you say there was, at least a quarter, Eagle fans in that place. That's simply unacceptable for for a team that, ninety nine percent of the seats are season ticket owned. They're not. You could just go up in Ticketmaster in August and buy tickets to a game. These are giant fans that. It's not that it's a, oh, I don't want to deal with traffic on a Monday night or get home at three in the morning on a Sunday, one o'clock game, one o'clock on Sunday. You know, you're the ones are always like we're a lunch pail uh, fan base. We like defense and grinding it and being in the conditions. They always show those highlights of, you know, the guys in the upper deck in the old giant stadium with the wind and the you just don't show up now. So you get a fart. You need to do more. You want this team to be successful, you know, you need to, you know, don't worry about making extra 100 bucks on your tickets. Show up.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. This is this is a fan base that loves to tell everybody how great they are and not show it. Yeah. Um, and most of you, and this is the year. This was the year to show up. This is the first, the unexpectedly competitive.
1: Yeah. I mean...
0: I don't expect everyone to just drop everything and go to London for a London game.
1: That's not what we're talking about. That's not what
0: I'm talking about. And I understand the weather was terrible. I was there.
1: I I mean, I don't like the rain. I don't even like the fucking cold. It was was not comfortable, but it wasn't terrible.
0: I've been at worse weather games.
1: It wasn't a downpour. It wasn't a blizzard. It wasn't seven degrees. I mean... I mean, this is a fan base. They go, they play down in Tampa, or they'll play. Oh, in Miami. they'll be there for
0: that, though. Oh
1: yeah, acting like the biggest bunch of assholes too, and getting in fights with everybody, and acting, you know, your your accent gets thicker, and your your attitude gets thick, you know, heavier. But this is when you need to be a real fan. And also, when you sell your tickets, you're screwing over the other giant fans because instead of sitting next to the giant fan, now you're sitting next to some cheese steak asshole who's just there to look to start trouble. And it makes it, you know, unpleasant experience for the people that are going to games. So remember that the next time when you think you can make an extra 50 bucks on your tickets or something, or you're like, eh, it's partly cloudy. Look, like if your tickets
0: paint. are an investment, then stop even calling yourself a fan. Just call yourself an investor. I'm an yeah. investor in the Giants. That's what I am. Because you're not a fan. Because, if it, I mean, that's simply it, right? If you, If it were me with season tickets and I can't make a game and I'm going to sell them, it's a bonus that I made extra money. I'm not looking to make money on those tickets. Yeah. I'm upset I can't use them. And quite frankly, I'm asking my friends before I'm putting it on the marketplace.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I'm and with I'm the, you. We're not
1: calling anybody out in particular. We're talking no, about no, no, no. the it's, whole stadium. It was this it was
0: literally half the stadium. That's yeah. half of you. That's calling out everybody in particular.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you stepped up because that's probably not gonna be received well
1: <laughs> tough shit
0: i i'm with you it's easy we're the to ones to who suffer podcast. from it
1: yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's easy to follow someone on twitter it's easy to listen to a podcast if you want to do your part you know if you have a i'm not saying that everybody should you know the hundreds of thousands of giant fans should converge on giant stadium and go to the game i'm talking about the so people with tickets people already already have the tickets yeah. And, you know, something. I don't want to. I don't care that there's 50,000 people show up for fucking FanFest. That means nothing. It means nothing to me.
0: No, FanFest is a summertime kids' adventure.
1: Exactly. You know, we you, you whine and moan. There's you no, wow, well, oh, there's no meaningful games after Thanksgiving. You know, we're playing out this string. It's a, you know, well, I'm, I'm, right now, a, a live shot. I'm looking at the screen, an NFL playoff picture. I see the Giants as the third wild card right now. So it's not even like, you know, We've been struggling but you know something we are still have uh our uh what do you what do you call it when you have your uh life in your in your hands your your you, fortune you, in your hands
0: you're, you're in control of your own destiny yes
1: thank you yes so it's not even like we're on the outside looking in like well i don't know you know you beat washington in this no season. this is a
0: wet dream for this season yeah to be in this situation we were hopeful that we'd be playing meaningful games not that we would be defending our position in the wild card race we're already there. We're already in. We just have to not lose.
1: All right, ran over.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a good one, though. It was a warranted one. <laughs> and, and and like you said, it's not calling out everybody. It's those of you with tickets. You don't use yeah. them. Yeah. Um. What
1: the about Daniel in, Jones?
0: Yeah, let's bring it to Daniel Jones, because um, every time the Giants lose, uh, <laughs> it's Daniel Jones' fault. And every time they win, it's not because of him. Um, And that's not in defense of him. That's literally just what I observe. So uh, I know people like to have the discourse of there's more haters than there are defenders and vice versa. I don't really care about either of that. My point is, is that there's never really just an even keel take on Daniel Jones. So let's, let's talk Daniel Jones.
1: Let's talk Daniel Jones. Uh, You know, we, you know, as we were on the, on the train going home yesterday, you know, the, the question comes up about, well, I don't know if I want to spend 20 million dollars on daniel jones you know for a guy that's maybe is a mid-tier quarterback or maybe he's not even a mid-tier quarterback first of all if he gets let's say he gets 20 million dollars that would put him right now as the 17th highest paid quarterback in the league which puts him right about at average and you know is daniel jones an average quarterback you know we we kind of in generalities is like, well, he's not elite, but he's not one of the worst. Like, where is he? So I want to do kind of a really quick exercise with you, Crump. Um, I'm going to go through every team and I'm going to give you a second to, to say for each one, is Daniel Jones better than the quarterback they have right now? And I'm going to add them up, the yeses or nos, and see where we kind of end up with that number to see is he, you know, in our two opinions... Is he upper tier, mid tier, bottom?
0: All right, Matt Patricia, you got your pencil ready to make uh, some notes here. <laughs> here we go.
1: <laughs> All right, I am going to start with the NFC first. Okay. Now, is the question: Is is Daniel Jones better than? Use to say yes or no. Washington. Yes. Philly.
0: Uh, can I say same? Can I say yes, no, or same?
1: You could say same.
0: Okay, all right. I'll say same for that one. Dallas. Mm. Yes.
1: Okay. New Orleans. Yes. Tampa Bay.
0: Mm. I'll say no. Carolina. Yes. Atlanta. Mariota, yes. Minnesota. Oh well, well, I guess, yeah. Um, Minnesota, I'll say no. Detroit. No. Chicago. Yes. Green Bay. No.
1: <laughs> I did this before. What happened? I had uh, for San Francisco.
0: Oh, am I going Garoppolo?
1: Yeah, let's go Garoppolo.
0: I'll I'll say no. But I don't love Garoppolo. Actually, I'll say same. I can say same, I'll say same.
1: Okay. Seattle. Uh yes. Arizona before mm. the injury tonight. No. Um Rams. No. Okay, so you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Seven, they're better than. One, two, three, four, five, six, not better than, and two, the same. That's roughly
0: in the middle. Yep. I also, had, this is a very quick yes, no. Right. There's a lot of factors in here, so I don't jump one, down my fucking throat. <laughs> I have
1: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine yeses. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven no's. So, you, you didn't the do
0: same. same, so we're about the same
1: about the same. All right. AFC real quick.
0: Okay. Jets. I'm ready. Jets, uh, I'll uh, I'll say yes because it doesn't matter which quarterback we're talking about. Miami. Mm, I'll say no. New England. Yes. Buffalo. No. Jacksonville. Yes. Houston. Yes. Indy. Uh what does that mean, Ryan?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Tennessee.
0: Um. No. Pittsburgh. <sighs> yes.
1: And again, this is not future.
0: No, I'm not doing any upside. I'm doing this so, year right now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Cleveland. Watson.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Baltimore. No. Kansas City. No. Vegas. Yes. Denver.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess yes, if we're just doing this year.
1: Yep. San Diego. No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight yeses. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven noes. I have the exact eight and seven. So this exercise says Daniel Jones, in both of our opinions, is middle of the pack. Little middle. There's of nothing the pack. wrong with that. There's nothing great about that. That's about what his, so his market, you know, his market value. If it's about twenty million, that's reasonable. it it'll probably be, you know, Offered. in line to get.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I would say, I would say so. I would, I would think that he's middle of the pack around the league. Um, yeah, with room to get better. I mean, like, we're, we're basing this off of results where he's never really even played on a good team.
1: That's right. That's so. right. There's a lot more upside. And also him just being, you know, again, another year one from him in a new offense with a new offensive coordinator. Another oh, yeah. Another year with no receivers. Another year with one tight end who's a rookie and who's been hurt. You know, the offensive line, it's whatever. The, the running game is, you know decreasing as we go
0: i would say that the running game is probably the most disappointing part of what we've seen over the last six weeks i'm not going to get upset over uh daniel jones's throwing numbers or what the wide receivers have or haven't done because quite frankly that's a usfl wide receiver core out there yeah um and i should know because i'm probably the only one that watched <laughs> um, I'm not gonna get mad at them. Um, but the running game is, and uh, I guess it comes back to the. We, we just went through the Daniel Jones and his market value. If Barkley isn't really a running back and only really looks magical in space, and I'm not saying definitely that that's what happens, since see apparently suffered the shoulder injury going way back to the London game. Um, Which I guess is the news I heard today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe there's other reasons, but to me, Barkley just has never really looked between the tackles like he was going to do a whole bunch if there was no hole. Um, If If that's who he is, what does he command on the open market? Is he even above average? I mean, like, we all know what he does when he's in space, that is rare. Um
1: why have we had two coaching staffs seem insistent on running them through the, between the tackles so much? I don't know. I really don't. Because uh, that was a big complaint we had last year. It's like this, st- you know, why are they being stubborn in doing this? why and why and why? And then we thought, okay, we have a, a, a new coaching staff coming in and a new offensive scheme where we thought he'd be used more primarily in space. And we were saying in some of these games, you know our keys to victory is get him out there so you know let him have six seven receptions out and let him just go run wild and stuff and it's not seeing it
0: yeah and this again this is not a this game thing i know that he was like nope. a game time decision situation whatever nope. um, but just the last six weeks like it's not it can't just be the o-line is the only reason why like he just hasn't looked Incredibly special.
1: All right, well, same offensive line in the last couple of weeks. Gary Brightwell has looked better running between the tackles than he has.
0: I would agree with you.
1: Very small sample size, but he he noticeably has.
0: And of course, like, if somebody is flying through and is meeting you in the backfield, I'm not going to expect either of them to do much more. Of course. But if one of them is going to do something, I'd expect it from Barkley.
1: Yeah, and this this offensive line, not every single play is getting blown up.
0: <laughs> no, it's every, close too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not every single one. I mean, there um, is opportunities to run the ball.
0: I I am not extra down on Barkley or anything like that. Just kind of calling it. It's a decision uh, to how it is. To be made. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it it certainly is. I mean, I would like him here for a long time. It makes a lot of things easier for us. But uh, it's a decision that has to be made at the end of this year and how they're going to do it. So. It's important. Look, I am not angry that the Giants lost this game. I'm angry that they got their asses kicked. That's all it was. They got their asses whipped. This was not close, and it should have been a little bit more competitive than that.
1: I'm more upset about the fact we got our asses kicked, you know, whatever. I'm more—I'm looking at now this Washington game coming up, Mm -hmm. this— uh, even the indie game in a couple weeks, because to me, this game—first of all, this game proves to me we're not ready to compete with hell the, no the elite teams to win a Super Bowl. So nope. forget that. The, 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 my remaining, you know, the rest of this month and the rest of January to me is the goal is just to make the playoffs. That's kind of like what we're striving. That's a realistic goal. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, so be it. Once you get to the playoffs, we know this team is not beating. Philly. We this team hasn't beaten Dallas. We still haven't proven we can beat Washington yet. No. (laughs) We haven't. (laughs) So to me but now a game like that, because of the current state of the roster, makes me you know it makes me worried going forward as opposed to, all right, well, that Washington game, we're gonna go in there, you know. I mean some people, you know, friends of ours and people on Twitter are just like Oh, I just I, I still feel really good about the Washington game. Like I don't why? feel
0: good about anything.
1: Why? <laughs> I don't feel good about it. You know, and and that's a game we we really really need. I don't feel good about the Indy game in two weeks. I look. I I tweeted out that the Giants have
0: not played or looked like a playoff team in in weeks. Mm. Detroit has. Sure. Detroit. It was a four win team. They're not anymore. Um, I would even say that Indy looks more like it. I would say Washington looks more like Carolina a playoff team. Carolina
1: looks more Carolina. Carolina.
0: By the way, I, I called that Carolina would win that division a couple of weeks ago uh, when they had two wins. So just putting that in there, I'm, I'm hoping I was right. Uh, I, I saw that you called the Tampa Bay collapse a long time ago, but... Uh, what did you say they wouldn't even make the playoffs or uh, that they... I, I
1: made a bold prediction and you know I said that Tampa Bay and Dallas both wouldn't make the playoffs, so part of it was horribly wrong and the second part is still in play. Right. Um
0: Yeah, I don't know. I could see that that tumbling apart midway, but but for Carolina to fight their way up from a two win after firing their coach. Yeah. Um that's something. There there are teams around the league that are worse That are not as good on the roster or with coaches or even in a better long term situation as the Giants that are playing like a playoff team. And that's the distinction I make in this particular game. It's not that they lost, it's that they have not beaten Washington. They barely beat the worst team in the league, Houston, and they got their asses absolutely kicked in this game. They were not competitive. A playoff team. Detroit probably loses this game. But do you think they lose 48-22? Because I don't. Washington beat this team. Those are In teams village. that look like playoff teams. In we village. don't look like a playoff team right now. We certainly did earlier on. I know people are like, oh, the the, the fast start, you know, whatever. It's like, no, they were playing like a playoff team earlier on this year, did quite we have frankly. have
1: documented on this show where both of us said to the effect of, you know, two years ago we were in a playoff team. We might have made the playoffs. We now feel like a playoff team. So yes, absolutely. they were. They
0: were. It's. They were playing like a playoff team. They were coaching like a playoff team. This is a gun shy, battered, and weak team right now. And mm-hmm. part of it's injuries. And I think part of it is run down. And I think some of it is you know kicking at the dirt. I think some of this is morale.
1: Do you agree? Yeah, sure. I mean, but uh, I, I don't think there's much that we can blame. Assign blaming, like I, again, how these guys, these media guys, are starting to blame the coaches for. It.
0: I can blame. I can blame the coaches for one thing, right? A Dory Jackson's injury. Sure, and but that I, is a big one.
1: Right. Right. That was. That was a major. That's a major. The biggest coaching blunder of this season. Agreed but i wouldn't say they have been coached you know as a result of that the coaching has not caused the ass kicking or you know the 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 five game well i would season.
0: say that coaching decisions were made because of the roster that has to be out on the field that is Agreed. conservative and sad and I think, not not coaching to win as much
1: and again i'm going back into my dual mode of giants gators where it's the exact same situation where you will see different coaching decisions made when you have more talent and you have more confidence in that talent to get things accomplished that you want to do right. Coaches will always fall back on being conservative just by nature. Like they fear the worst case scenario. If they don't think the best case scenario is going to happen. And when you have a better roster, a roster has been together for a while within a system, you will coach differently. You will see more coaching like week one and like things like going for it.
0: Yeah, you're like, right.
1: Yeah,
0: um, all these things contribute to it. Um, I don't know. I, I like I said. I I'm not mad about the loss. I'm mad about the manner in which they lost. It looked like garbage. Uh, it was embarrassing. If that was my son out there, I'd disown him. Um,
1: uh, I mean, a lot of those guys are playing who have no business playing, but they're being forced. I'm not. Ma- I'm more. I mean, yeah.
0: hang on a minute. A lot of those guys were just guys in key spots. Key because guys in key I okay
1: spots. And okay. that exacerbates the problem. Because I was
0: going to say, Mark Lewinsky, that's his spot. He was pretty much handed it. And he is probably the worst O-lineman out there. Yeah. And that's including a guy who had a repaired leg. Come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like like I said, there are some guys on this team that are just not performing to what we expected at the beginning of the season. But there's also guys that are playing that shouldn't even be on this roster. Hundred percent correct. Yes. So Um, I'm not. uh, It's embarrassing, but I'm not. If this was a good team and we just got our if if we were, if this was the week two team that got their asses kicked, I'd be embarrassed more than I am now. It's and not that I'm making an excuse for it, but I'm kind of like, well, this is kind of what – there is a, a real potential for this happening. Embarrassed means you should you could be able to do something about it, right? Does that make more sense?
0: I, I do not think that this Eagles team is that – goddamn good that there was nothing we could do to avoid this ass kicking
1: i think the gap between this current giant roster and that eagle team might be that great and i think we i think we might see this happen again towards the end of this season you know this might happen again against uh minnesota and it might well Probably not the second time with the Eagles because they'll probably be benching everybody. So the-
0: I don't was- think. W- w- let's start. Let's talk about that because I I don't really care about whether or not they have another embarrassing because if they have another oh, a- moment like this, I may not even do an episode. But <laughs> um, this is an interesting question. If the Eagles bench Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders,
1: AJ Brown,
0: AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and let's say Darius Strawberry. Slay. And James Bradbury. Do the Giants even win that game?
1: Depends on who we have available for us.
0: Just assume it's the same roster that just went out there.
1: Yes. I think they could definitely win that game for How sure. close is it? It'd be very I think it would it be would close. It'd be very close. It'd be close. It's still gonna be an away game. It's still gonna be, you know, a, a, you know, a hostile environment to go to.
0: Yeah, because some people don't sell their tickets. Yeah. Sometimes these losses happen. Uh, I unfortunately had to go to this one. This wasn't an away game that I could just mercifully shut off the TV and be in my apartment immediately as soon as that TV turns off.
1: You know, I I guess I've always been kind of a big picture person because to me my thought was, all right, well, this is going to be ugly, but you know something? This really doesn't. In the, if our goal, like I said before, is to make the playoffs, it's all there in front of us, and we still control our destiny. So that kind of makes me feel like, okay, I, I got over this loss a lot faster knowing that this was going to happen. If this was a game we needed, if this was the if this was the Washington game in this coming week, I'd be probably as furious, if not more furious, than you are.
0: I would be much more furious than this if this were a must-win game.
1: Again, we went
0: into this knowing we'd lose. I just thought it was a pathetic showing, yeah. um, and again, it's exacerbated by the fact that it was a home game, so I had to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And and it's a it's a long drive home, man. You know, it's and driving in the snow. I was going oh. extra slow.
1: I just thanked the the uh, sports gods that the uh, the Knicks won their fourth in a row, so I got to go to the guard and see a win, and that put me in a little bit of a well. Congratulations.
0: Know. That's why you're not mad.
1: Um, no, no, no. Believe me. I, I, a, a, a random Nick win in December is not going to erase losing to the Eagles. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm not mad, but I I, I try to compartmentalize, compartmentalize yeah. to what it
0: is. We're on to the Washington week. Um, this is the game they have to win. If they lose that game, I'm going to be more mad than I currently am. I'm not. This isn't even really that mad.
1: Well, let me ask you something. Let, let's let's talk about mad and. How going into I, I, I hate to do the going into the season. We didn't expect to be there, but should you be this mad? What we thought this team was going to be in August to this point, or should you be this mad because we don't have How a mad? Full do you think I do?
0: I, I sound extra mad. Yes, I'm not. Mad. I knew they were going to lose. They lost like shit. They played worse than they should have. That's it. Right. I don't. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with this reaction. I. I don't know. I. I'm not mad that they lost. I'm mad that they played like total fucking garbage. Yeah. They played like shit. This game was over in the first fucking quarter. That's unacceptable. Right. This is a seven win team.
1: I you, Is this roster right now a seven win team? Because this team right now is not a playoff team. It's not. A, it's not a playoff team. It's not a good team right now. But I think it's because it's been depleted from what it was a month ago. Or so. I'm not. I'm
0: not making excuses for what I saw on the field on Sunday. I'm just. I'm sorry. I. I know they're hurt. I know whatever that. 48 to 22 is an unacceptable for any amount of NFL roster, and that because 27 of the 48 points happened with the starters on the field. It was before people got flipped. It was before it, it, this game was over immediately. I mean, it really could have. They it was 21 points in the first quarter the Giants scored 22 total in the game 7 of which, uh, 8 of which were garbage time points so it, it, this was an unacceptable game I'm sorry I, I don't know how else I'm supposed to phrase it you're not mad I knew that's it, it, this
1: opinion.
0: was in stone that they were going to lose this game it's not about the win or the loss it was the what I witnessed out there was garbage I mean really think about the special team shit you saw the special teams is not overly affected by the injuries, okay? In fact, they might not have been affected at all by the injuries to this team. Those were the special teams players. And they looked the worst that they've looked in, like, five years in this game. This was an unacceptable game.
1: Do you think the the coaching staff and the players were looking ahead? And they knew that they were going to lose this game anyway, so, like, let's worry. I hope not. Here's why I hope
0: not. Uh, because the thought went through my head. Um... Because Barkley shouldn't play in that scenario. He was a game time decision. Forget the game time. If you're looking ahead, if you know that this, if you're willing to concede this loss, then fuck that. Sit Barkley, lie to the players, and say he's more hurt than you. I don't care what it takes. There's yeah. no, That makes no sense to put, and I would argue that it kind of made no sense to put him in that game. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I just throw it out there as like a. No, I mean, I, that, I. You look that badly is something. And, and also. Sometimes games, sometimes games just snowball out of control That's really true. fast
0: and, and Art Stapleton was like look I'm not making this comparison to 2011 or 2012 I don't remember what it was but oh yeah it was 2011 the, the Giants got their absolute asses handed to them by the Saints
1: mm-hmm. oh, um, I remember
0: that. And, and and it was a relatively similar score I want to say it was like maybe 48-24 something like that um, and the Giants just moved on and you know it is what it is To me, that didn't feel... I don't know. Sometimes these games happen and we can move forward. So, I'm like I said, I'm willing to shut the book on this as it was. Uh, It was upsetting that it was far worse than I expected. But the loss is the loss. The crowd was exactly what I expected, right? You agree with that? I was not shocked by the crowd. Uh, I wasn't shocked by the weather. And I certainly wasn't shocked by the win-loss column. So, I'm willing to just move on from the fact that it was extra ugly I just don't want to gloss over the fact that it was absolutely pathetic performance I
1: think they go into
0: that. Washington and they have to be if they lose to Washington it's going to suck but if they play like this this is going to be a much grumpier grump on the show Um, because
1: I, oh, I'll be very pissed off too because Washington is not Philly
0: Washington <laughs> is not Philly
1: Yes, they are not. Washington is like us. They are a fringe playoff team. And if we get, if we go in there and just lay a turd like that, then, then that is aggravating, disappointing, frustrating. I start looking what's going on here more much, 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 much more.
0: I am, uh, I am not (laughs) feeling great going into Sunday night. How are you feeling? I know we, we have a whole preview pod that we're going to do, but on the eve of this loss, I know it's a little fresh, but in general, the last six weeks, I would say, I have not seen a whole lot that's going to make me feel good about Sunday. So that's how I feel, and that's why, not just because of this game. What about you?
1: I, I, I am worry-worried based upon what I saw last week when we played them the first time, more than the Philly game. The Philly game, it is what it is, but you know, I, I saw us play against that Washington team, and we couldn't beat that team at home. You know, hopefully Leonard Williams is back. Hopefully some other guys get back. I'm I'm very worried. I don't think this team is this team is not good enough to go on the road, no matter who it is, and and say, Oh, that's a win.
0: No, that's that's definitely true. They're not good enough to just proclaim limbs. But they are a team that is good enough to go on the road and beat anyone anywhere, and they've proven it. They've beaten the Packers in London. They beat Baltimore. They can beat teams. Um, they, I don't know. They, they, they used to
1: could. Now I don't know if they can anymore. I hope so. But I'm, I am losing. This season is, is spiraling out of control makes it sound like, it's.
0: Look, all Different. I'm saying is Leonard Williams and the Dory Jackson were on this team for the start of this fall part. So it's not 100% on injuries. It's not just the roster. It's not.
1: But it's why we're looking noticeably worse. Sure, in sure. So we, we look all fine. We look worse in this part of the of the losing streak than we did in the beginning part of the losing streak. Right. Just,
0: just let the record show that I was calling this shit out when they beat Houston. They have you not were, looked good for You were for concerned weeks.
1: after the Houston game. You definitely were.
0: I was concerned at the Houston game.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, as we were reviewing it on the show.
0: Yeah. This is – they're not good at, something changed beyond the injuries. Is I'm not sure if it's coaching conservative or Barkley is more hurt than we thought or whatever. You know, I'm sure stories will pile out. So it's dumb to have a, a definable, you know, die on this hill stance about what it was. But it's – It seems asinine to me to think that nothing changed and this is the same team that suddenly fell apart. They they, they didn't fall apart. Something is changing here Um, and they've gotten worse. (laughs) And I don't think they've been found out either for that matter. No. I mean like there's some stuff with tape that's caught up to them. And it's, it was always going to be – I think I was telling you this last night. It was always going to be an uphill battle in the second half of the year because the, the teams got better and the tape was going to catch up with them at the same time the injuries are mounting. Yeah. Um, and maybe that is all it is. Maybe it is just those three things combining.
1: I think that's kind of it. I mean I, a conspiracy crank will go into you know, this whole thing about they're playing their guys and not playing other guys might be – could be dividing the locker room and making people second guess this coaching staff, but I don't
0: think that's it though.
1: That's why I put it in the conspiracy category. I don't don't think so either. And I think if they're trying to build a foundation that they're sacrificing this year for future years, well, you're throwing away a potential year where you can make the playoffs
0: and get valuable playoff experience for not, for not only your players, but your coach Mm -hmm. and your offensive coordinator. Yep. Um, guys who have never done any of this at any level at any time. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, but they better show up versus Washington. We will be there uh, Friday morning with a episode specifically on the Sunday night game that has been flexed from Saturday. Uh, actually, I don't know if it ever had an official time and date.
1: It never did. It was always on the calendar as that nebulous,
0: weekend. yeah. So it, it now officially has a time of uh, eight twenty Sunday night, uh, and we get the, all the flair of it being on NBC. Thank God.
1: You you get Collinsworth, you know, stroking himself over every first down that he sees.
0: Yep. Oh, and and. The fake or never mind. I'm not even gonna. Uh, so that'll be coming up Friday morning again on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, etc. And of course on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at football underscore grump at the cranky fan. We'll see you Friday morning. Go, Giants. Go Giants.